there's a million things that we can tell ourselves to say, you know, it might not be the right time or this might not right be, not, might be the right, you know, occasion, et cetera. And it's like, okay, that might be true. But if you believe and you want to pursue, you know, an opportunity, go for it. Just go for yeah. it. Welcome to the Level Up Podcast. Our goal is that by listening to our podcast, you will be inspired to level up. With the help of some amazing guests, we'll be inspired by some inspirational success stories and find out how you can level up your business, your life, and your relationship with yourself. Because I know that by leveling up and balancing these three aspects of your life, you can make a difference and impact the lives around you. Level Up Podcast will be a series of interviews featuring successful professionals who are making a mark and a difference in their lives and others. They will share their incredible stories of how they did it so you can be inspired and learn from the very best. First of all, thank you, Cynthia, for taking the time today. I feel honored and I feel so happy to be with you today. I know we've known each other for a couple of years, but Knowing your story and knowing where you're coming from, it really, really got me to think that, you know, you will be someone that I wanted to have on the podcast to share with our audience, who is Cynthia, where is she from, and just get to know you a little more. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being with me today. Um, just wanted to ask if you can please share a little bit about your story and tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Well, first, thank you, Berta, for inviting me on the podcast. Um, you know, we've known each other for, for a few years, and it's just, it's wonderful to keep, you know, in, in one another's lives and keep up to date. And, you know, you're just, you've always radiated such positive, welcoming, warm energy. And so when you invited me on, I said, absolutely. Um, and so a little bit about myself. So I am um, right, you know, born and raised in Los Angeles. Excuse me. This is my cat. <laughs> I'm also a cat mom. Um, he, he wants so to be, he wants to be here. So let him be. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so it's born and raised in Los Angeles. Uh, my mom migrated from El Salvador in the, um, mid 1980s, um, as a consequence of, of the, the civil war and the turmoil that was occurring in the country at that time, um, migrated, um, she was a single mom, um, formerly undocumented, um, raising four children in, in Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, I, I share that because it really shaped my, um, perspective in terms of, um, justice and equity and equality, um, which inevitably ended up really having an impact on my career path um, and, and uh, really focused on immigrant justice, immigrant worker justice in particular. Um, and so I um, went to public schools in Los Angeles, um, graduated from uh, public high school, and really kind of just figured my way into uh, college. I was the first person in my family to go to college. I went to UCLA for undergrad. Um, and, and it was difficult um, just to figure out how to, how to be able to, to access that university. 
interestingly enough, I was familiar with UCLA um, only because um, I used to accompany my my uncle who used to do custodial services on campus. So he would sometimes take us. Yeah, he would take us to UCLA (laughs) and we would play soccer um, in the sculpture garden at UCLA. And so that was my introduction to the university. Um, And then I also commuted. So my family were, you know, uh, commuters and we we use public transit to commute uh, to commute. So I used to um, on the weekends, I used to help my aunt um, in in her work. She used to clean houses and we actually used to take the same bus line down um, Sunset Boulevard. And so I used to hop on that bus line, Sunset or Santa Monica, really, um, Boulevard in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so we used to take the bus to the west side and so okay. i was like okay so ucla i'm familiar with that university just that because is. i have mm-hmm. those experiences yeah. um really figured it out um as a first gen person was admitted um was very involved on campus um i i really felt like i could contribute um as much in the classroom as i could outside of the classroom so i was involved in a lot of things um mm-hmm. while at ucla um, had, you know, the opportunity to serve as student body president my my senior year at UCLA. Um, and that was an experience in and of itself. Um, I was the first Latina to be elected um, student body president in wow, UCLA's 19-year history. Um, and that, that was, oh, thank you. Um, and it, it, was, it was an amazing experience, but it was also a, a very challenging experience, again, being a first-generation person. And um, trying to navigate that, um, as, as a youth and a young person. Mm And through that kind of, uh, extracurricular involvement, I really kind of realized I wanted to be an advocate. And so I decided Mm -hmm. to go to law school, not knowing any lawyers. (laughs) I I know we talked about this once, but yeah. So you went into law school. Uh, what got you into? Well, as a matter of fact, let's go back a little bit. I would like to touch a little bit about being, as you said, um, obviously single mom and you're a, a twin, right? You have, you have yes, a twin, I have a twin, I have a a twin, twin brother, brother, right? Yeah. All right. So it's a two of you, three, how many, how many siblings there's in the family? There's four of us. Four of you. There's okay. four of us. So, so I have an older back, brother. Mm-hmm. Take me uh, back older. when you were little, when you were little, what were you exposed to? What was, what was that like? Because a lot of times I feel like I came here when I was 18, almost 19 years old. So I didn't get to see the experience and and talking to you, one of the things that really struck me when we first started talking about is how do you grow up in that area? I would always be very scared of L.A. For some reason, coming in here, I came to Orange County and everybody would say, L.A. is so huge. And I would always be scared just going to L.A. Now, you grew up in L.A. You got to experience this whole thing. Take me back and tell me what was it like growing up in L.A. And like you said, going to public schools, having to find your way around. What was that like? Yeah, Um <laughs> I love the city. Um, I really, you know, I, 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 I don't know if it was just luck or I don't know if it was, you know, I, I feel like me and the city are like made for one another. I, 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 I really do. The only other place I feel that way about is San Salvador, where I was like, when okay. I went back, I was like, oh my God, there's like an immediate kind of attraction. I was like, I belong here. Um, I grew up, I grew up in East Hollywood area. Um, mm-hmm. Well, my family first, um, we, you know, we moved a lot, um, but we primarily, I would say the area that I grew up in is, is East Hollywood. 
Um, And we moved a lot, which is actually very interesting. I was thinking about that um, just, you know, in, in, in general, I was like, wow, we moved a lot when I was younger, but we, but we managed to just stay in the same kind of general area. And I think that afforded some sense of stability and familiarity. Um, and just, it, it was a, an opportunity for me, even though there was a lot of movement in my life mm-hmm. in terms of where we live, I was very um, familiar with kind of the neighborhood I grew up in. And so I, I share that because I think that was really important to me. It's um, kind of finding the 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 grounding in in my community to feel like, I know this place. I've, you know, know, um, I, I, I know the establishments, where to eat, like where to hang out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up um, surrounded by a lot of love in my family. You know, my mom is a fantastic person, a, a great mother. And I, I really attribute all of my my success, I guess, if, if you want to call it that, um, and my grit really to her and, and and she's just fantastic. And so I grew up, I grew up in a very loving household and very supportive household. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a single parent household. Um, but so my, my father was absent, but my older brother's phenomenal. And, and he really played a very important role in my development and ensuring that, that we, um, that we functioned as a unit. And so I, I really, I can really appreciate that about my family. That's Um, awesome. And and I think that's important because a lot of times we talked about, you know, how important it is to, to have a loving environment, to be able to, you know, go out and develop and and believe in yourself and, and believe that you can achieve anything you really want to. Um, One of the things I remember my dad used to tell us all the time, make sure that you prepare yourself, make sure you Equip yourself so when you're out there, you don't have to depend on anyone. Um, and he always talk about men, obviously, and, and going into that, being your mama's single mom. Um, I'm sure you probably got to see firsthand that she was able to, you know, pull it through and just being that role model for you guys and showing you guys that anything you want is possible. So do you think that had to do with you wanting to get into uh, later on into law school and, and being able to advocate? I mean, we're going to tap into that a little more, but you think that had something to do with that? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, so as a, a first generation person, um, and my mom, you know, being a, a formerly undocumented person, monolingual Spanish speaker, um, you know, I, I I had to take on some responsibilities, you know, folks. Um, uh, translating. You know, like translating, <laughs> interpreting, you know, navigating systems. Um, and And it really exposed me to some of the, the injustices and microaggressions um, that um, immigrant communities, at least, you know, by virtue of having that personal experience with my mom, like, I was like, wow, this is, this is not right, you know, and there needs to be a more um, just process. um, And there needs to be a way to, to be able to ensure that everyone has access to resources and has access to a dignified life. And so I, I, when I was at UCLA, I, I became involved with student government and governance, et cetera. Um, and I really kind of honed in. I'm like, okay, I really feel like I could be a very good advocate. I really feel like I can 
um, really um, move things forward. And I didn't know any attorneys, um, but I, I kind of through just knowing people and friends and, you know, discussing with, with um, my, my, my inner circle, I kind of got this idea like, Oh, I I'll go to law school and I'll be an attorney. And, you know, they're defenders of people and they, they defend people's rights and they advocate on their behalf. And it just, it seems like a good fit. Um, So, so that's kind of how I, I, I thought, yeah, I, 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 I pursue a legal career. What about mentors? Do you have any mentors during either high school or during counselors or anybody that you recall that being, you know, support in terms of, okay, you can do this. You can accomplish that. Yeah, there is a door. You can go in and figure it out, obviously. But yeah, there were any type of mentors that you recall that you had either in high school or, or in college in UCLA? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, my biggest mentor just in life has always been my mom. She's my okay. role model. Um, <laughs> but, you know, institutionally, I guess, mm-hmm. um, I did have a, a group of wonderful high school teachers, okay. you know, that, that, that were able to, um, I think identify in me like, okay, this, you know, this student, like they're really interested in service or, you know, they have, um, an interest in, in, in policy or just, you know, history, um, governance, etc. And so they were, there were certain teachers in high school that I think put, put an emphasis on me and my development. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to be in student government. And that's actually how I, how I even started to explore the idea of college was we had, you know, a, a teacher for student government and then all of my peers, um, or a lot of my peers, right. When they were in senior kind of senior year, I, I joined when I was a junior, they were considering going to college. They were already like, talking oh, about college, where they're going to be going. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I was like, Oh, I should do that. Um, right, I should definitely right. do that. Um, and so it was like, peer mentoring and also, you know, um, teachers that were mentors. Um, you know, I, I will share, um, you know, there were as, as many positive and like really affirming people, there were some people that, that were not right. Like, so I had an experience with a college counselor that basically discouraged me to from applying to certain schools, including UCLA, because I, didn't have the metrics, right? I didn't have either the grades or the test scores, et cetera. I mean, I, I did it anyway, and I'm happy I did. That's important to acknowledge because a lot of times, you know, how many people get discouraged just because an opinion of one person, you know, saying, oh, you know, you right. shouldn't, why even bother? You know, you don't have this, you don't have that. That's awesome. And you know what, That you said something also that really got my attention when you say your circle. And I've always talked about, you know, the, the importance of who do you surround yourself with. And I think, again, talking to you right now and just hearing you say that circle that you had around you really helped you and, and kept you on the right on the right path. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, going back to kind of even earlier part of the conversation about, you know, growing up in the city and it being such a big place and, you know, uh, how, how to navigate that. I mean, I have friends, my, my, my best, longest friend, I've known her for 28 years. You know, we met in third grade and we were in the, um, 
English language learner program. And that's how we met, right? It was like a safe space where it's like, oh, well, there's, you know, there's another uh, uh, kid that also speaks Spanish. And, you know, we're in this process together and like really kind of helping build that out. Um, one of my other best longest friends we met in middle school. Um, and, and uh, you know, we all grew up kind of in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so to this very day, like, he and I have been friends for 20, 23 years, right? Like, and, and, and like, just like that, I have friends that I've been friends with for 15 years, 10 years. And I really do feel like, you know, there are some people in your life that just have this tremendous impact and are so incredibly valuable um, to to your development. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I am who I am. I, you know, not, not outside of a vacuum, right? Like I didn't just, oh, this is who I am. It's, it's really kind of um, a combination, right? Of these um, experiences and people and lessons that I've learned. And, and I credit a lot of my circle, right? The, Mm -hmm. the friends, the chosen family, my, my family with really kind of putting into me as much as, um, you know, either, you know, attention, love, care, and that really shows, I think, right? I think it does. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that part, because I feel like a lot of times we go through life and and we don't take the time to acknowledge that there are times and there are people in your life that made a huge difference of you staying on the right path and not getting yourself distracted or not getting yourself off track. So education, obviously, has been a big uh, part of your life, obviously. And I know we met through that other event that I would like to um, talk a little bit later that I definitely feel that it's important that we talk about that because there's so many young women and so many young people out there that sometimes don't know where to go, don't know where to start. And I know you and I share some ideas and I love the concept of giving back. I love the concept of, you know, empowering others to to do the best they can to go out and, and reach for their dreams and never give up on themselves because a lot of times, again, life can get hard sometimes. And I don't know if I've ever been in a position where you, you know, you feel some days that, you know, you're not at your 110%, but you still get up and you still go out and you still do your best because you know that other people are counting on you. So if you can emphasize some of that, I know you went into immigration, right? That was your um, mm-hmm. area that you decided to go in. What was that like? And what was your experience doing that? What were the biggest lessons you've learned uh, working with our community? Is there anything specific that you'd like to share? Yeah, um, I think, you know, being open to uh, uh, understanding, right? Like, yes, it is um, incredible gift to have grown up in the household I grew up and having had, you know, firsthand experience with um, some of the some of the issues um, that um, immigrant um, either families, workers, people, et cetera, face, but also just um, being open to thinking about, okay, you know, this is my experience. What are other people's experiences like? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I say that because, you know, in my, in my career, I've been able to really kind of enhance my understanding of immigrant communities. Like, oh, you know what? Like, whether it's like the, the, um, you know, place of origin or whether it's, 
you know, the matter on which they, they came to, to the United States. Like there's, there's so much to learn. Um, and everybody's, you know, journey and, and story is, is unique. Um, and so that, that's something that I learned. And then also being compassionate, right? Like being compassionate with yourself, but also others, um, because it's, it's such a deeply personal experience, at least for me, it was right. Like living in a mixed status household that it's, it's, it can be very taxing. It could be very taxing. Right. And so making a conscious choice to say, yes, I'm going to be a, a instrument for justice, but also understanding, you know, okay, I also need to take care of me, um, at this time, as much as I want to take care of others, I need to take care of me. Right. So not allowing those those stories or those issues, you know, being absorbing your life as well, right? Because I know I know in my work I do home loans, right? So there are times that I have a story and I really want to get this done for this person, but they sometimes have to detach myself and say, okay, if it's meant to be, it's gonna work out. If things are gonna work, it's because it's you know it's good for them and not getting attached to it or taking it so personal where you're now feeling that you are so involved that you can be objective when when it comes to seeing things from, you know, from, from far. So that's interesting because I feel the same way when I have a situation that I'm like, Oh my God, I want to make it happen. But there are times that it's out of my hands and I just have to let be. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think because, you know, I, I know you, Berta, you're, and I think we're similar and like, we care very deeply, <laughs> you know, care very deeply at, you know, for me, I, I care very deeply about, people about projects about you know whatever it is that I'm working on and mm -hmm. understanding you know okay yeah I I care and I I care very deeply but I also need to care for myself and you know in in my journey um you know just in life generally speaking I I've I've come to realize just the importance of self-care I I didn't I didn't really quite understand that concept and I I think it has to do with kind of the hustle of my life, right? Like I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go from this to this stage from like high school to college, college to law school, then take the bar and then, you know, get a job and then become the, and, and it's just, you know, it's a, I, I, I had like a, a path that I was, you know, on. You had to but follow, I, you had to stay oh, on yeah. this path, right? Had it and, all planned and, out. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just like, wait, but then life happens, right? Like, life happens <laughs> and, and, and being able to adapt is yes. so important. And, um, I think part of the ability to adapt is being able to kind of keep a little bit in your tank, right. To say, okay, I'm going to take a step back. What is going to fulfill me? Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting close to empty right now. So I need right, to figure right. out ways that I'm going to like refuel myself. Right. And that took me a while. That took me a while to understand because I was just so focused on getting to the next exit, right? Or like, you know, getting getting to the next step where it's like, well, you need, you need, you know, to use the analogy of fuel, you need, you need fuel to get there, right? Like if you don't kind of refuel, reground re yourself, center, like put a little bit more effort into taking care of yourself, you know, it's going to be hard to make that journey, right? Like we have a long journey, you know, a long road ahead of us. Yes. Uh, and it's just well, thank like, you, Thank you for bringing that up because I, I'm going to dive into a little more into that because I feel like as a woman, 
as a mom, a lot of times we're always worrying about everybody else, the projects, the business. Like you said, the next thing that's supposed to be done, right? And we get so caught up in that that we don't take care of ourselves. And something that I've done, um, surely enough, the last couple of years, I decided that I was going to take care of me because you can only give from a, you can't give from an empty cup. And that's something that I had to learn the hard way too. Uh, but it is so important that we take care of ourselves. Without us being good, we can't give anything. And I think yes. even health, even in the business and careers, like if we're not at our best, we can't perform our best. So grounding yourself, going back, like you said, taking a step and said, hey, wait a minute, I need to take care of me before I can take care of that. And, mm-hmm. and taking that step and really, again, investing in you, it really helps you get ahead because you're able to do more when you're when you're good and i remember this one thing that somebody one of my coaches said is when you are at the airport and you're in the plane they always talk about the oxygen right and they always say you have to put it on yourself first why is it that a lot of times we always worry so much about everybody else even their opinions you know like oh what are they gonna think of me i better keep going this way because da 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 you know we always worry about and at the end of the day what it matters the most is how do you feel with yourself How much are you giving yourself? How much are you loving yourself? You can't expect someone to love you if you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. And expecting someone else to make you happy, it's so wrong. Because if we can be happy with ourselves, no one is going to make us happy because we're not happy with us. And I just wanted to throw that in there because I feel like we're just talking about it. I'm like, it has to be said. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for opening that up because it's so true. Mm-hmm. No, and I appreciate that. And it took me a while because, like I said, it took me a while. Primary, I was like, I'm on this path, but also it's like, yo puedo, you know, like I can do this. I can carry the, I can carry the load, right? Like I can do this, and 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 kind of that mentality of like, I, I will shoulder this, and it's just like, well, yeah, but then there's a breaking point, right? Like I, I'm not superhuman right? Like I'm a human, I'm a human being like anybody else. And it, it's so funny. I was like, what do I, I, I literally asked myself once, like, what is it that I do to relax? Right? Because I think relaxing is so important. You know, it's, just, it's in those moments where you're able to be the most mindful and some of that clarity comes in. But I literally was like, what do I do to relax? Do I even know how to relax? I'm, I'm, I'm so busy kind of going here, here, and here, and here. We're always and, running, right? <laughs> yes. And it, it, it took me a while to really figure out, okay, well, this is what I do to unwind. Um, and then another critical thing that I've learned just in the last, I, I would say like last few years is the power of boundaries. Um, mm. and, and it kind of goes hand in hand with this, um, yes. at least for me. Right. It's like I'm a, I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go um, and be a giver and take care of, you know, this project or, you know, this person or whatever it may be. And it's, you know, almost to a point where it's detrimental to you or to me as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. And understanding boundaries and understanding like, no, I can't say no Bingo. And, and not feel bad about it. Right. Or I can say, you know, I don't want to discuss that right now. Right or just taking a step back. I don't have to be available if I don't want to be. And that mm-hmm. took me a while because I was, you know, someone again, that was uh, really focused on 
meeting the needs of others before even meeting my own needs. And, and to your point, you know, there, you, I, I've now come to realize, I was like, I really do need to focus on me being whole and, and then being able to, to give, right. But also setting the terms about what, when, and how I will give and, and, and boundaries. I'm still working on them, you know, like, but I, think we all do. I think we all do. There are times that we kind of, you know, set them up and then we have to kind of go yes. back and re- regroup and say, okay, what am I going to say yes to? One of the things that I've, I've been practicing a lot is saying, learning how to say no and making sure that when you said yes, you're not saying no to yourself. Like if I mean saying yes to an activity or to a commitment or to something is really going and it's aligned with what I want to do and not just doing it because again, they want me to do it or or it's going to look good if I, if I do it. So no, it's learning how to say yes without saying no to yourself. I love that. I haven't heard that, but that makes total sense to me, right? <laughs> Where it's like learning to say, what learning to say yes without saying no to myself. Is that what it is? Yes, that's what it is. I think that that's brilliant. And, 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 and oh man, I love that. Because <laughs> there's this, you know, I feel like, they're going back to kind of like this hustle and bustle lifestyle, right? right? It's, it's almost like for me, I was like on autopilot and, I, and, and it's not to say that, you know, I didn't, I was thoughtlessly engaging in, you know, projects, efforts, et cetera, right, right, right. but it's, I didn't, I didn't even question, right. Whether I, like that, I was like, oh, this is the path and I'm just going to take it. But it's like, well, there could be many paths, right? <laughs> like I'm choosing this path. The power of choice is so important also where it's right. like, I'm choosing this path, right? Like that is such an empowering, um, it, it's an empowering place to function from, right? The power of choice. It's like, oh, I am choosing to do this. I am choosing to engage with this. I am choosing to give this energy. Um, it, it's just, I, I, you know, what is it? Uh, it you are making life happen, right? Like life is not happening to you. And I, I love that. I think it's such a, such a great, um, point of view to say, well, this is my choice and yes. I can choose not to, and I can choose to do so. And yes. that's okay. It's, it's funny. Recently I was talking to one of my um, colleagues and for some reason the word came out about, you know, making it, well, I, I said, you get, you have a choice. And he was saying more like, well, we have to sacrifice and we have to do this and we have to. And I said, no, 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 no. You get to choose. You get to decide if this is something that aligns with me at this particular, whether it's a business, whether it's a relationship, whether it's, you have a choice. Nobody, nobody's going to kill you if you don't do this. Nobody's going to criticize you. It's up to you and whatever you decide to do. And we were talking about coaching, obviously, but yeah, he said, you have to sacrifice. And I said, no, 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 no. You don't have to. You get to choose. You want to do this and this is going to happen. You don't do this. This could happen, but it's a choice that you get to make. So don't yeah. ever feel like you have to, because by you having to do something, that means you're not doing it from your heart. You're not doing it because you want to. It's, it's, it's being one of those things that making you do it, not wanting to do it. So I've been practicing something else, be and then do. Be okay with whatever it is that you're going to do and then do it from that, from that point. Be and then do. That's awesome. Hope it makes sense. Um, going forward, I know we we talked about a little bit about earlier about how we met and and the event that we've been uh, a part of a couple of times. I know you're now the president. Can you please talk a little bit about that? I really, really, really love that. My yeah. daughter is 
so happy every time we have gone to those events. And I feel like this is a good place to, um, you know, share with the public and also share with those girls that sometimes, again, they don't know where to turn. They don't know where to go. I feel like you guys have that such an amazing you know, set up and, and just empowering women and empowering girls. Like my girl is ready to be an attorney because of the impact of that you guys had during those events that I haven't been able to take her to. So can you share some of that, please? Yeah. And shout out to Sophia. Um, <laughs> you know, I, Sophia is such a rock star and, you know, I'm, I'm always very happy um, to, to be around you and Sophia. So just wanted to shout her out. Um, but, um, so, so talk the about event, that, that, that event and what that entitles and maybe we can, it's going to be, it's typically when in September, right? Yeah. So maybe like we can October, like October close to that right. time. And we'll try to bring some girls. I love to be able to oh, absolutely. bring some girls that maybe are thinking about it or, you know, just wanting to learn more about it. So. Absolutely. Um, so just, you know, just a, a quick, kind of background. So as you mentioned, I'm the president for the Latina Lawyers Bar Association. Um, we are a nonprofit organization and the only bar association in the country that's focused on meeting the needs of Latinas in the legal profession. Um, we do so by providing scholarships, um, putting on programming, um, and really just kind of building a community of, of support. Um, Latinas currently comprise approximately 2% of all lawyers. And so we have we have a lot of work 2%, to do. 2% girls. Come on, girls, whoever's out there. 2% only. Oh, my God. I did not realize that. 2%. 2%. And, um, you know, really the, the goal of the organization is to raise the 2%, right? Where it's um, we have a more equitable representation in the legal profession for folks that are attorneys representing their clients, right? Like, and and I I, I say that because I think in in my um, career as an attorney, I really do think having had the lived experiences that I've had um, have made me a better advocate. They've made okay. me better um, equipped to represent my clients, their interests, to provide a perspective on an issue. Um, and, and, and build that confidence and trust. And so all of that to say is, um, you know, it, it's, it's an organization. We've been around for 26 years. This will be our 26th year. And every year um, we put together a annual award and scholarship get, uh, gala. Um, mm -hmm. It's basically a dinner that we put together um, every year. It's usually around October. Um, and we select a few awardees and we also highlight our scholarship and bar stipend recipients at the event um we've we've had you know as many as 600 plus attendees um join our dinner that was that was last year and and, and um thank you Berta, um, for being there um i think for us you know the event is really a combination of celebrating um our awardees our scholarship recipients but also really having a platform to speak about the importance of Latinas in the legal profession um, and, and the work that we still have to do to have right. more adequate representation. Um, and so, you know, I think it, it's, it's a celebration. It's also a call to action and it's a, a place to um, 
just be together and and show our support for this greater um this greater goal of ours right and that's something that i wanted to emphasize because i do remember the first time i went i was again not very involved with it not know much about it but i was very very impressed by seeing all these women they were out there speaking pouring their hearts out on how they did it and what their story was i remember driving home that night with sophia and and the stories were just so touching. And a lot of times, again, we don't know until we know, right? You don't know what you don't know. But becoming aware of how much need there is, like there is so much to be done, again, in that area and in so many other areas. But I feel like girls, um, and again, you and I have to talk about this, but I would love to put something together where maybe we can bring a few girls, high school girls, somebody that is looking to maybe even consider the, the, the remote possibility of, of getting involved in that, you know, profession and just getting them exposed because I feel like once you get exposed and your eyes open up and say, well, maybe again, empowering, if they can do it, maybe I can do it too, you know, and just putting that little seed that they could potentially do something bigger and seeing how they're doing it. Obviously it, it makes you realize that if you did it, maybe I could do it too, right? Those stories, I think for me, were the biggest impact uh, for me and Sophia the first time we ever attended those, those events. And well, how do you I'm, choose I'm, them? How do you choose those uh, recipients? So how do you guys come out about those? So if someone listening to our podcast and it's in school and is thinking about maybe attending, what would they need to do? Um, totally. So, you know, our, our scholarship recipients are um, scholarship and bar stipend recipients. They go through a selection process. We have an open application. You apply to the scholarship. Mm-hmm. We have a scholarship review committee. That committee then reviews and recommends to the board as a whole um, who to award the scholarship to. So we have six scholarships available and six bar stipends available. So the scholarships are for law students that are entering their second or third year in law school. Um, And the bar stipend are for... um, law school graduates that are going to be sitting for the California bar exam. Wow. Okay. So you guys are doing both. That is amazing. Okay. Well, again, we need to, we need to get more involved and I'm sure as time gets closer, I'd love to connect with you more and maybe again, come up with a plan that we can maybe help and, and promote it. And also, you know, get some girls to attend the event just so they can see what, what's possible. Uh, What is next for Cynthia? What are you working on right now? I know, I was reading your bio and I'm like, oh my God, esta chica, it's all over the place. It's all over. You've done such an amazing job <laughs> and being very involved with our community, giving back and being an example, being a role model. Um, what is next? What are you working on right now? You know, I, um, I, I'm at a place where I really am focused on me right now. I know that that, cause you know, it's, it's, I'm kind of on this kind of a, like healing self dis like rediscovery like fulfillment journey um so you know i've i've uh, as you point out i've done a number of things and i've really been um involved i got really involved very young like i started kind of doing this kind of advocacy work in my early 20s right i'm in my mid 30s now and okay. I, I joke when I tell people, I'm like, I've been doing this for like 10 plus years um, and I enjoy the work that I do um, and, and, and really kind of have come out to a point where I, I realize, okay, well, you know, um, 
what is next for me is like really an internal journey. Like, okay, I've worked so much to, to have a positive impact outwardly. Like I want to kind of show that same intentionality and, and, and focus internally. Um, and so that's, that's part of it. I mean, I think in terms of, you know, where I see myself in like five, 10, 15 years, I, I, I really do want to make sure that I am able to continue to have a positive impact, um, whether that be in policymaking or whether that be, um, through, you know, you know, legal representation, you know, I'm open to what that looks like, but I really do feel like having an impact that is something that's the undercurrent in my kind of career and trajectory is I want to make sure that there is an opportunity for folks from every background, you know, and and focus on, you know, first generation, you know, like folks, women, et cetera. You know, the reason why I do what I do in terms of, you know, advocacy or like, being on on um, LBA, for example, is I'm familiar with just all of the obstacles that you have to overcome, and it shouldn't be that hard. You know what I mean? Like it should not be that hard. Um, and so, still being able, you know, to give back in in a meaningful way, while at the same time focusing on making sure that I'm doing well and that I'm fulfilled, because. I think that's important. I mean, that's, I think that's maybe even the theme of the conversation, right? Like in order to do good, you have to be good. Right. Um, And so I, I I really do believe that. Yeah. That is awesome. You know what? And we didn't even talk about what questions we were going to be asking today. And I love it because we're kind of in the same space. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I always feel that there are times in life when you just align with the right people. And it's so interesting that you share that with me because uh, again I've been on this journey for the last few years and it's amazing. You made you made a comment earlier. Oh, you look really in this. I'm like, I am in a good place. And again, when you're in a good place, you're able to see more clear and you're able to see things that you probably before you were so caught up in the doing that you were not able to see. Um, so I'm sure new opportunities will be coming your way. I'm sure new things will be showing up for you. And as you're open to receive those those things, yes. you know, you'll be able to take advantage, run with them and just do obviously better with them because you're in a better place in terms of being okay with with who you are, being true to yourself. And again, I can I can't even imagine, but I know there's so many good things coming your way. And with the heart that you have of just giving and just being that example, I I I feel honored to to have you today. So thank you. Thank you. Is there anything you want to share with our younger girls that you feel that it was important that you knew now that you know they, they should know now? Like there's anything you learned that you could now go back and say, I wish I would have known this when I was younger. Any um, advice, any tips, anything you think will help them? Yeah, you know, I... It, I think it's very important, especially if we're talking about young women, young girls, have, have true belief in yourself, right? Like it's so important. You know, I mentioned, you know, a college counselor told me don't apply and I really had the audacity to do it. Right. (laughs) And say, you know what, I'm going to do it no matter what, like, okay, you don't think I can get in. That's fine. 
Like I'm, I'm still going to do it. Right. Let me try it, right? (laughs) I'm going to try. And so, or whether it's, you know, um, you know what? I don't know any attorneys, but I'm going to do it. Right. Like I'm going to do it. Like going for it is so, it's so critical to making it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and so don't, don't shut yourself out of opportunities, right? Like functioning from a place of abundance and, and belief is so important because, you know, there's, there's a million things that we can tell ourselves to say, you know, it might not be the right time or this might not right be, might be the right, you know, occasion, et cetera. And it's like, okay, that might be true. But if you believe and you want to pursue, you know, an opportunity, go for it. Just go for yeah. it. And go for and it. I, I really and don't hold back. It. Don't hold back because a lot yeah, of times we, we tell ourselves stories and we get into this thing like maybe, but what if this, what if that? Don't, don't listen to that monkey that is always making you doubt of yourself and just go for it, whatever it is that you want accomplished in life. And I, I have a saying, I rather prefiero arrepentirme de lo que hice y no de lo que no hice. I don't even know yes. how to say that in English, but can you, can you translate it? I rather, again, prefiero arrepentirme de algo que hice desde lo que no hice. Porque al final del día, lo que intenté, at least I tried. Pero esas cosas que nunca hiciste because you were so scared because you had all these ideas, you never know. Nunca yeah. pudiste saber no. si pudiste o no. You, and, and I, I think just going for it, just go for it. You know, like I, I really do think there needs to be an emphasis on, on being your own champion, right? Like, and just saying, you know what, let's go for it. Like, let's go for it and see what happens. Like, um, and then also, you know, being, um, mindful of, okay, you went for it. Maybe it wasn't the outcome that you were hoping, but that, that experience in and of itself will prepare you for the next experience. Like, I, I think that's something that I, 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 I knew to a point, but I've really now in, 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 you know, my, my adult life, I've been like, Oh, okay. Right. Like that was the lesson. Right. Okay. That was the lesson. All right. Like, cool. Like it's, it's so powerful. So just going for it, even if it's not the outcome that, excuse me, you had expected or hoped Mm -hmm. there's a lesson there. Like, oh, I, and I, I think being able to appreciate that now in life, is, it's so great where it's like, oh, I see. I see Absolutely. now. Okay. I've been, I've been practicing gratefulness. So I'll share with you one of the things I did um, a year and a half ago. I went into this thing where they said, um, what if every morning you were able to get up and write up 21 things you're grateful for? And I've been doing it for the last year and a half. And I'll tell you something, it's an amazing feeling to just write down the things you're grateful for. And sometimes it's even those experiences that you didn't, they didn't come out the way you wanted to, but there was a lesson in being able to appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it didn't come out what I wanted out of it, but there is something that I learned from it. And now I'm able to be on a better place because I went through that experience and I'm grateful for it. Acknowledging that, you know, there was something there for me to learn. I'm good now. I can move on to the next thing. But yeah, I've been yes. practicing that. I'll share that with you. 21 things. If you can start every morning writing 21 things you're grateful for, your day will be just at a different 
level, at a different space. You just feel so much better acknowledging the things you do have rather than the those you don't have. Because most people, unfortunately, always concentrate on, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough this. So I don't have enough of that. I'm, I'm always thinking what I want to have rather than, hey, I have health. I have life. I have family. I have a car. I have a house. And, you know, you start naming things and it's so beautiful the way you feel. Yeah. No, I, I, I can appreciate that. I might actually take that tip and start doing it. <laughs> Guys, that sounds like a wonderful way to start your day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Cynthia, thank you again for being on the podcast level up, meaning, you know, we learn something and we try to move up with it and, and take those experiences with us. will make us a better person. will make us a better humans. I can't wait to see what else you do. I know there's so much coming. Super excited to see you continue to succeed on, on that arena that you're in. And thank you for being an inspiration to my daughter and to a lot of other girls that I know look up to you. So keep doing that work. I know it's very fulfilling and I know you, you're doing an amazing job. Just being the president. I was like, oh my gosh, she's the president. <laughs> what, what, what an amazing accomplishment. So thank you. Thank you. Wishing you the best. And again, We'll keep in touch. And again, we're going to put something together for the next event. Uh, again, I'm, gonna, I'm going to commit to maybe take five girls that are interested on, on learning about this so they can see the opportunity and the potential that there is out there. So, Well, thank you, Berta, for having me and for putting your vote of confidence in, in, in me, my trajectory, my path, you know, and I really do feel similarly about like just people in your life and being aligned and being in, in your life for a reason and enriching really your, your experience on, 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 on this earth. Um, and I, you know, I, I said at the beginning, you are just radiating, radiating so much positivity and, and, and I'm like, yes, this is the kind of energy we need. <laughs> positivity moving forward and just, I was like, oh, this is so great. So it's it's been a wonderful experience to be on the podcast. And um, I am so grateful for the invitation. It was, it was really Thank you. Thank you. We're wishing you the best. We'll see you guys soon. Subscribe, comment, share it. We want to we wanna impact more people's lives. So here we are. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, you can leave a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, we hope you level up.